Dave. Yo, can you hear me? I can hear you, man. Can you see me? I can see you. Can you can you do all that stuff? I can uh, I can hear. I can see. Okay. I, I can uh, I can't smell you. I, sorry, can't touch you. That's fine. Is it? Do you need like the videos going up as a as a podcast? Video is not going up, but it helps me to engage. If, oh, if, okay, okay, because I yeah. If we keep our video up, just let me know if the audio is good. Hey, yeah, audio's audio's great. Okay, perfect. Man, Kareem, the beard says seventy-year-old sage, but the hat says twenty-year-old Jurassic Park fan. You know, trying to level it off. Man, two different worlds, top to bottom. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, guys, for for taking this time. I really appreciate it. No stress at all, man. Thank, thank you, bro. Yeah, uh, uh, Ali Hassan, you, it's it's sunny outside, but you were in the West End. Did you get flooded out? Uh, no flooding that I heard about, but uh, but um, heavy, heavy rains, man. Heavy rains. Yeah, I was. I just had to step out, so I had the radio on to listen. And uh, apparently, there's if if we go search on instagram there's people in canoes uh and some car some guy's car floated away in the west end of toronto what west end where uh black creek in lawrence oh shit that's kind of close to where i am that's, right. yeah, that's what i was asking i'm just gonna text home for a second hey you want my text home? <laughs> this whole time i'll be like honey have the children floated away have the children <laughs> yo should i wear headphones bro or no I just wear them so that I don't look like a bald ass loser like you. You know what oh, I mean? So you do that look and I'll do this look. Does it does it matter? Like does it make the audio better or no? We can try. <laughs> I'm I'm good. You're good, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound you sound you sound good so far. Dave, you are in LA? I am in Los Angeles, correct. How is that compared to New York? Uh like in what sense? In what in, in COVID sense. Why, when I was in New York, I was in the, it was the height of it, right? It was yeah. like the height and it was like the hotbed. So probably not as good, I would say. I would say not as good. More yeah. Here. Sure. Yeah. So are, are you as, you're not, it seemed that you were fearful in, in New York. You were like scared, like legit scared. Um, I, I was just taking the best precautions. I get, like I, I, I would like afraid, I, I had anxiety of, of obviously not contracting COVID, but Sure. I wasn't like shaking. You know what I mean? Like I was still like enjoying my time in my apartment. Like I wasn't, I was just, I was just anxiety, but I mean, yeah. like, that was again, we, no one really knew, no one still knows, but I mean, no one knew back then or a few months ago, how anything much about it, I feel. Yeah. Not that they know anything now. So, and then here is just like, you know, just more space. You don't really run into a lot of people like you would in New York. I feel Yeah. if you were out and about. This is, not, this is not meant as disrespect, but Dave will feel anxiety on the best of days too. So I think in a strange way, Dave, you're probably more prepared for this kind of thing. I met a friend uh, today around 10 a.m. We went for a walk in the park together and he said he never felt anxiety in his life. And the pandemic has brought something weird yeah. out of him. And the first time he has not seen his parents, he's in downtown Toronto there in Brampton. He has not seen his elderly ailing parents father huh. has parkinson's he used to see his father three four times a week wow he's not seen them since march and he goes i don't know man and my wife was like we need to go out canada today we have to go out i'm losing my mind so he had to go out and he goes i was on the patio and we were distant from people but i'm watching all these people around the street because i was starting to freak out so i don't know in a way dave is better prepared than most of us because anxiety is like you've been rolling with anxiety since i don't know uh, you know, your 20s or teens, maybe. Well, it, it kind of like the pandemic, you know, it kind of like all the tools you learn in uh, to get like help your anxiety of like, if you're OCD, kind of like, you know, you're kind of trying to not erase them, but you're trying to not do them. So when the pandemic showed up and COVID, you're, it's kind of like those beliefs are gone. Like, is it real? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, 
all the things of washing your hands like 52 times. You're like, oh, I shouldn't even be doing that. And then COVID comes and you're like, man, I should be washing my hands 72 times. Like, mm. it just doesn't reinforce, like you're, it's like, it, it fucks with your mind basically. Cause you're like, well, I was, what, what's happening here? Like what, you know, the, the sanitizing uh, groceries, like it kind of plays on your anxieties. Sure. It played on them. So people who never faced anxiety before, this is like, I don't know, it, it must, it's like probably like very, I don't know, it sucks for them, you know? And, and what Ali said is like, not that I'm, it's, it's nothing. It's just like, I, I've, I've dealt with it. So it's like, okay, we're doing this again, but at another level. Kind of yeah and and the the business that the both of you are in like you like live audience is is your bread and butter i know i know both of you have also uh done some stuff in television we'll talk about that for sure but um you know specifically not that you know ev everyone has sort of been impacted by this in different ways but uh the both of you you know the the way you make money is by you know going and performing in front of live live audiences um, so Ali, how, how has that, uh, I know you do some stuff with CBC, but how has that impacted, you know, your state of mind? Yeah, I think we're, I mean, properly fucked. Is that the way to describe it, Dave? We're, you know, well, yeah. uh, it's, it's slowly coming back in weird ways and you have yeah. to, and, and I think this is an interesting conversation with, with, with Dave to have because, you know, Dave's not interested in Zoom comedy shows. He's like, that's not what I got into comedy for. I don't enjoy it. And I, I connected with that in March and oh. April. And then it gets into May and you're like, this is all I got. And as much as there was part of it that sucks, you just try to find a way that your persona, your comedy and your vibe can mesh. And you try to find a way where you can feel the most comfortable on these Zoom shows. And now I'm doing a couple of drive-in shows. Just for laughs is uh, yeah. doing a few drive-in shows in Montreal. At the end of the month, I got invited to be part of that. So now I have to do some Zoom shows. I need to get the words out. I need to remember the timing of some jokes and stuff. And this is definitely not ideal. I know a couple How of psychos out there are like, I kind of like the Zoom more. <laughs> well, you're a lunatic and you shouldn't be allowed in, uh, in comedy clubs ever again, even when they open. But uh, in general, it is a little tough and it's an adjustment. And I think, you know, it's uh, it's taking time to figure out how to make this work for us. I'd, I'd really love to. I, I know you're doing that. Um, you were supposed to be on tour, Ali, but yeah, you're doing that thing later this month in, in Montreal. <coughs> Excuse me. This was going to be a big year, buddy. This is going to yeah. be a big year for Ali Hassan. <laughs> for everybody, right? For everybody. <laughs> but uh, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on, like, how do you perform in front of people in cars? That's, that's like, even yeah, musicians are starting to do it. I think it's going to be weird. Like, I think I'm going to revert to my car personality. Somebody's going to honk and be like, fuck you, man. But meanwhile, they were just honking like good joke. Good I, you joke. know what I mean? Like, I'm not used to, uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to be used to, it's going to be a lot of like, what's your problem, bro? Yeah. And but... uh, so no one's going to know what to do with me and I'm not going to know what to do with them. But that's what I mean. It's a strange new world, you know, but um, you can't, there's no point in pining and, and longing for what was because what was isn't. Isn't. Will yeah, it be again? We don't know. I know a lot of comics out there think that they're prophets and uh, they're like, this is what's going to happen. This is what we need. This is how it's going to go down. I'm like, man, I don't remember listening to you on anything. So I don't know why I'm listening to you on a subject that none of us know anything about. Of course. Any certainty, you know? Yeah. Uh, meaning the future, not now. Now sure. we know how to protect ourselves and what we can do and, you know, but, uh, but like a lot of people feel like they're, they're, they're soothsayers and, and uh, uh, vo you know, voyeurs into the future. I don't, yeah. if anybody tells you this is what's going to happen, I, I think you should be suspicious immediately because I don't know how we know exactly what's going to happen yeah. Yeah. in a completely yeah. unprecedented scenario. Dave, I just finished watching season two of Rami last night. Nice, nice. Um, it is, it's not a comedy show anymore. It's like serious shit. It's like, there, there are bits you laugh at, but it is, it is some serious stuff. Rami has knocked season two out of the park. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, I don't, you know, I like that it's not, you know, it, it, I like what it, I like what it is. I don't, I don't, you yeah. know, where you're like, I don't know if it's a comedy anymore. I, 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 I don't know. I think that's dope. 
to be honest with you, that you, you know, you can watch it and take however feeling you take from it, whether you're, you're like, I think this is more serious, you know, um, or I think this is funny. So I think that's beautiful. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, Atlanta I was really, like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's set out. I, I don't know personally if in his head he set it out to be this thing is going to be like a. I, I just think he's. It's it's just dope. I think he set it out to how people are going to receive it. Again, I don't know what's. I don't know how, like his creative process, obviously. But but as I was filming, I was like, oh, this is much different than first season, and I think for the better. Yes, you know I, mean? I think I think everything got elevated. Uh, you know, whether I whether I was a part of the show or not, I would think that. You know what I mean? Just like everyone's um, acting, I feel like they were great like last season, but I think everyone kind of like it just it just was on another level. Just yeah, everything. The last the last two episodes just floored me. Like it went places. The second last episode went to a place that I I did not. Yeah. I I wouldn't have even guessed. If people said, "Okay, what themes is he going to touch on?" Nah. Yeah. Uh, not not the old racist uncle who no, turns yeah, out yeah. to be uh turns out to be gay. Like what? Where did that um, come from? I like how you gave the spoiler. <laughs> Damn, this wait, this 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 TV show's been out forever. Like, hey, like you forever, out the word uncle and gay so that you don't ruin everything for everybody. Man. This guy gave out the, the spoiler. Gave it right? out. Remy didn't even need to Remy spends <laughs> like a year writing the show. This giant yeah, guy just spoils the entire Are you go thing. like this, you're like, it's been out forever. I'm like, no, man, end of May. Yeah. Where are month. we? We're in like we're in July. Is, is but that, it's that's funny. That's, that's funny. Forever in the streaming world, is it not? Yeah. But no, man. I'm, well, I'm, uh, at least you watched it, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exactly. worse when somebody interviewing goes, "Hey, man, it's a, it's a great show. Uh, how many episodes you watch? None. I saw the trailer. Would that happen to us once? And I thought that was the funniest shit ever. I like the honesty. I like the honesty. You got to give them points for that, dude. This was on like daytime. It was last year. It was a press run in April. It was like a newscast. You know those news morning shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck. Like Rami kept it like he's so professional about it. I was just like, what did this guy just why would you say that? Why are you just why wouldn't you, you might as well just have lied? I just saw the trailer, dude. You, you, <laughs> I love it. My favorite, uh, Kareem, Dave, and I did uh, We Ain't Terrorists, our, our comedy tour out west. And every morning show we would do, always some whack ass thing. It's always so weird. The whole morning format is so weird. First of all, it's four minutes, so it's gone like this. But also, every time it would be like, uh, uh, next up, a, a Saskatoon uh, teacher pleads guilty for child molestation. But first, Ali Hassan and Dave Merhange are here. Hey, man, how about a, how about a palate cleanser between those two things, dude? Why don't you tell us a sports update, dude? Yeah. Like, tell us that. Like, it was just so... Every single time, some disgusting thing. But it's first, like, they're, it's like they're clueless, bro. It's like, not even clueless. It's just like, I just think that whole format is hilarious anyways. Like, the whole news morning. Like, yeah. it's the idea of, like, you. it's almost like they're robotic and they have to be. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're not getting a... You're getting, like, you know, there can't be the full honest truth. But they're happy robots. I think that's what they're people happy, need yeah, more. Yeah. You need happy robots. Yeah, they're not going to play no heavy metal. No. no. First thing, first thing in the morning. Um, I took. I go. I just, sorry, bro. I took away from uh, you. I think I felt you were not going to ask a question. I sandbagged your whole question. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was waiting for you. What I need to get your thoughts on Kanye West. Each of you. Uh, I don't, you know, to be honest with you, uh, uh, I don't, I, not that I don't, I just don't care anymore. I'm like, you know, his antics are like, it's like so many antics to keep up with. I'm like, Hey man, you know, if the, I, I kind of go in and out of listening to his music. I listen to more of the old stuff. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's like, to me, it's like, I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm, ex you've exhausted me with your antics. How about that? I was like, I love that like, word. Antics. Yeah. So it's like, I would have accepted shenanigans. <laughs> you know? I don't, and, and look, to me, they are probably antics, but to you, they're like, they're not to him probably. So I, I don't want to, I'm not disrespecting it by him by saying antics. I just like, don't know. I, or I don't even care. Like, you know, he's like, I'm going to run for president. I'm like, sure, man, the world's on fire, dude. Like what, like it's fun. Like, I don't, I don't want to put my energy in, in anything mm. anymore. I, it feels like with him, like, except for music. If he puts out music, I'm going to listen to it. 
Yeah. But I mean, other than that, I, I truly, I truly don't. I'm like, whatever, man. That in itself is interesting though, you know, separating the art from the artist. Dave's able to do that yeah. in many cases. Not everybody's able to do that, right? That's no, it's tough. Kind of... Dude, it was tough when he was doing the, the Trump thing. It was tough there. It's because it's like, dude, I remember college dropout was like so important, like in a sense mm -hmm. of like, I loved, I used to play it. I think I had the CD and I used to drive across Detroit when I lived in Windsor to do open mics and comedy shows. Like I put it on and it was almost like a soundtrack. It was like very motivating. It was like, I, I, it was dope how he was like, like the beats and everything about the, the vibe of that album was so big to me. I remember at that moment. Um, yeah, so I, 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 it's, it's, you know, you get attached to these artists. So you're kind of like, so when you, you're like, they don't really line up with your views, you just kind of get frustrated. So it's hard to separate, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have to not vote like Trump. Like, I never, I, you know, like, I don't, you know, he doesn't have to have the same views as me all the time, like, you know, sure. or anyone in general. It was just kind of fucked up where you're like, damn it, dude, you made Dark Twisted Fantasy. <laughs> it's so awesome. What the fuck are you doing? Like, it's that kind of... <laughs> He's an interesting kid. I always... You know, one of the most insulting things that an entertainer or, a, or an athlete can hear is, hey, man, just shut up and dance. Just shut up and dribble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so incredibly offensive mm. because, hey, man, how come you, dickhead in your mother's basement, 40 years old with $20 in your bank account, how come you can have opinions about 45 things, but LeBron James yeah. fucking smart man can't have some opinions about a couple of different things. You know what I mean? It's really yeah. offensive. When you get to Kanye West, it's like, yeah, man, just shut up and make music. It's like, okay, it actually yeah, does apply and, somewhere. I, and it's, 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 and it's not even Ali. It's like, it's like, I don't even like, he can speak how he wants to speak. It was just like a thing of like, you're like, damn it. <laughs> Cause you were like riding his wave and you're like, Oh, why you gotta, why you gotta like this guy who I don't like? Like, do you know what I mean? It's not even like, I don't, I don't want him to not speak on politics and stuff. I, I think that was kind of dope when he was doing it in his music and in, re, and, and in interviews. It's just, yeah. it didn't align with what you wanted per se. Like, or, mm. you know what I'm saying? So it was, that's where my frustration was. But in the, in the end, it's like, who gives a fuck what I care or what I think? It's just like, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not gonna- sure. Hey man, if you ever don't know what he's saying when he says, do, do you know what I'm saying? Just say it, eh? No. Feel no. free to be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Just feel free, bro. I, There's I'm a not lot as, of times where- I love, I, love, I love it, though. I'm not as close to Dave as you are, so you can, you can you Give me a it. wink. You give me a wink with your left eye, and I'll be like, he didn't understand a goddamn thing. <laughs> man, I saw Kanye at the Pan, Pan Am Games, and that was it for me. I guess 2016, maybe. Anyway, I'm not gonna let that go. I'm not. I'm never gonna let that go, dude. What happened? Uh, I can't remember the name of the Canadian artist. Serena Ryder. Serena Ryder comes yes. in. Great job. Yeah. Pitbull comes in. Ah. Delivers. Just fantastic. Sure. Great the job. The idea that you said Pitbull delivers should get like one of those air horns. <laughs> <laughs> Pitbull delivers. Because Pitbull Pit gets a lot of hate, so that's why I think it's dope. He gets a ton of hate, and yeah. he was getting a ton of hate even back then. But then you watch this guy, you're like, man, he was in sync with his backup dancers. He sang perfectly. He gave a great amount of energy. And then Kanye comes to, to close it. It's just a triple, triple bill, you know? And uh, he does exactly what they told him not to do. They go, don't use, use our boards and don't go up past eight. Yeah. He doesn't use their boards. He uses his own boards, sound boards. We go, okay, but don't go up past eight. You'll blow the speaker. The speakers have these protective mechanisms. If they go too high to protect themselves, they'll turn off. The speakers will cut to, to you know, self-preservation. What does he do? Full, full, everything full. They're like, don't do that. Does it anyway. Blows the speakers, turns on the lights, uh, just makes a huge spectacle. And he did it all so that people, people could be talking about him the next day. And I was like, look, I know the game, like half the shit we do here isn't real. Half the shit we see isn't real. But this was just ridiculous. It's like, man, you're, you're a corny loser. And, and that feeling came back when I said, well, I'm going to run for the president of the United States. You're a corny loser. That's the baseline. He's a corny loser. And then also there's a, there's a potential for damage. That mm. It, it, it yes. makes, it creates a, uh, a, 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 an arena where Trump actually benefits from it, you know? 
That's really and, yeah. and then it's dangerous. But then I look at like I look at like when he says I want to run for president in America, I'm like, am I shocked? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like America, like am I sh like am I shocked that uh, in America a celebrity wants to run for president? <laughs> like, <laughs> if anything, that's the normal for that country. You know, you know it is sure. <laughs> now it's sure. normal. New yeah, normals. so that's where I, I that part I'm like, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you, yeah. You guys have talked a lot about your uh, your your dads on on we ain't terrorists, uh, and I think Dave, you've even even outside of that show, you've uh, you've talked about your dad. Uh, I'm curious how your dads have have reacted over the past uh, three four months, uh, being in being in lockdown. Um, well, my dad was uh, was dead, and he continues to be dead. So that's yes, I don't I, know if I, we I, call that a reaction. He's kind of neutral, sort of in that way, yeah. I guess. Yo, Ali's so Ali's. I was waiting for. I was like, yo, this guy is not gonna just. He's not gonna just say, hey man, my father passed away. He's just gonna find a way to be like, hey man, my dad's dead. <laughs> just a way. Thanks to make for doing. Thanks for doing the basic research. About you the know hero that I had in my life. Like this, Ali, Ali couldn't let you just like, he had to make the interviewer feel like <laughs> this, I All was... Ali had to do was like, hey man, uh, just by the way, my dad's dead. But Ali had to find a way, not only to do a joke, but make you remember this for the rest of your life, dude. <laughs> Did you guys hear that bit with um, Bill Cosby and- You don't listen what, to Bill anymore. What's that, what's that Canadian- that You're bringing up all the killers. That Canadian comedian. Norm Macdonald? Norm Macdonald. Did you hear that bit the, between Norm Macdonald and Bill Cosby? No. So oh, Norm man, come on, dude. Norm, <laughs> Norm, and I, I just watched this, like, you know, because I've been watching a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, McDonald, and he was saying, um, you know, he opened for Bill Cosby. Norm McDonald opened for Bill Cosby one night. And he was telling Bill Cosby that, um, you know, I'm your fan, my, and my dad's the biggest fan. And so Bill says, give me his number. Give, but then he says, shit, my dad's, he didn't tell Bill, but his dad had passed away already. So he just gave like a random number. And Bill, <laughs> Bill calls, later on Bill calls and Bill's manager calls Norm McDonald back and said, I think you gave the wrong number. He goes, no, 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 it's the right number, it's the right number. He's waiting for your call. And, and Norm McDonald never told Bill that his dad had passed away. That's such a norm on brand response. Really? It is. Really? I apologize for not doing that research. <laughs> Ali. Oh, man, Ali I'm joking, good. man. I'm joking. There's no, uh, the, there's no reason for you to know that. I don't publicize that. But, uh, but this would have put him in his grave if he wasn't there already. This is a bad time for my dad. He was uh, a keen uh, political observer, if not a participant, you know, hmm. Uh, whether it was in Pakistan or England or in uh, Quebec, in the province of Quebec, where I was raised. He was very much uh, civic-minded, mm. uh, socialist-minded, often voted for the NDP, and then finally became liberal in his later years. Uh, just because he was like, these fucking NDP losers don't stand a chance. I'm just going to vote for liberals. Mm. And, um, you know, so a, a supporter of the arts and supporter of, he was a teacher, supporter of education and all that. So basically everything that is, that, that Trump is pretty much against. Yeah. Or, uh, or you know, it doesn't, doesn't have a, the, the basic sense to, uh, to support or promote. That's what my dad stood for. So it would have been a bad, ugly time for my father, for sure. Fair enough. Dave, how's your dad been reacting to all this? Man, I don't know. He just taught, he, you know, he'll tell me, he'll just be like watching CNN too much. So he'll, when I was in New York, he was kept telling me about the updates, like it's bad there. He'll talk about Trump. He goes, this guy's fucked, man, in, a, in, a, in, a, in his accent. Um, or he'll just tell me to like uh, wear a mask. But what was funny is I, I had him on FaceTime and I was with Rami, uh, Yusuf, and uh, he loves Rami. I, I, you know, like he's always at, he'll ask about him. He hugged him. He's so he goes to Rami on the FaceTime. He goes, hey, man, wear two masks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, everyone else, even in our family, wear one mask. <laughs> For the talented, Rami, the talented guy, two get masks, two. <laughs> get, get two on. <laughs> I um, thought that was uh, adorable. How did, how did the two of you guys first meet? Dave came to Montreal. I think I met you in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. At the Comedy Works. I think Jeff Shoella is a guy 
who was a comedian. I don't think I can say is a comedian. I don't think he does anymore. But Jeff Shuela was a guy who, when Dave lived in Toronto, they used to run shows together. So then I think Jeff was like, Dave, come, we'll do a show now in Montreal. I live in Montreal. And so I had gotten to know Jeff since he had moved to, uh, to, to, to Montreal. And then Jeff introduced me to Dave. And I think uh, we just flew from there. I think I, professionally, I asked him if I could host We Ain't Terrace. And he was like, I guess, you know, very flattering, <laughs> flattering way of welcoming me, welcoming me into the comedy community. Oh, I was, look, man, I was, I was just having a good time, I think, that I night. Know, I don't even like, I, when I say I guess, I was probably just like, yeah, bro. Yeah, you, are you are you down? If you're down, I'm down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't think that was the tone, but fine. <laughs> and then and then personally, um, we just started hanging. And then I think the next time I met him, I was like, just stay at my buddy's place. My buddy Q, who's a musician, yeah, he stayed at his place. He he rapped in his his uh, basement studio, and we uh, you know ate grilled cheese sandwiches together. I had a good time. It was very nice. You know. Ali, to be honest, to be honest, even just in general, like if I if I thought you were whack, like skill set wise, like a lot of times I would not even tell someone like, you know, like, hey, good job. I just would clock it. I was like, oh, that sure. guy, that guy's good. That guy could do a good job. I, I, a lot of times I wasn't open about it. You know what I mean? And maybe that's like not a good thing. So a lot. No, of, it has I, a lot to do with your own insecurities, but that's a conversation for the therapist. <laughs> So I probably, I knew you were good. I was just like, when you, I think when you asked, I was like, yeah, man. Like it, to me, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a big deal. It's some, I don't know how, like, I didn't hold it as like, I'm like, you know, in an ego way of like, oh, you want to be on my show? I was like, yeah, bro, you're, yeah, you, no you obviously can walk on stage and you're, de- you're at the time you were funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Decently funny. I, it's not gonna, I didn't think you were going to ruin the show. Right. So I was like, yeah, dude, join, join the team. So low bar, he can walk <laughs> on stage. Decently funny. Decently funny. Not going to ruin the show. He's- Really those, are hard, those, are, those are hard to come by. Are they? Yeah, yeah. You know that, bro. Those are very hard to come by. It's true. There's always some, some risk of the show getting ruined. How, how long had you been doing the show, Dave, up until uh, Ali started uh, hosting it? I, when did I meet you? I think I started 2006 or seven. Yeah, and I met you 2008 or nine. So you've been doing a year or two at most. Yeah. You had done one big show in, in Ajax, in, before I, in Ajax, was it the Ajax? No, we yeah, did so. downtown Toronto. Downtown, I'm oh, sorry. It sold out, and then they added a second show, but it went, it was like the most, it was like lineup outside of Yuck Yucks downtown Toronto. It was, and at the time, I was like, a, like still like an amateur comic, I believe, and I was like, this is nuts. Like, you know, it was the most money I made in like one show. It was like, I didn't, ex- we didn't expect it to sell out. It was, and then to get a second show added, we were like, even I think Mark Breslin at the time came upstairs. He goes, we had to turn people away, you know, for the first show, but we decided to add a second show. But by then he, I think he had turned like 80 people away. Whoa. Yeah. Or something like that. I can't remember the numbers. And we were just like, I, I just remember being young and being like, what? And then when they handed me the money, I remember I didn't even, I just had it like a cash pocket. <laughs> And then drove to Windsor, I think, the next day with my cousin. I just didn't know what to do. I went to my, my parents' house. I just didn't know what to do with it. I think it was like $1,000. Mommy, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> Put this somewhere for me. Yeah. We were going to do it in um, in Ottawa. Like, we were going to do it around the Yuck Yucks is. But that's when I had a disagreement with the booker at the time. And we never – we did do it in Ajax, but it didn't – I don't think it did as well. I don't think the, I forgot like the marketing. I don't know how we say it because the booker at the time there was middle Eastern and he saw, he saw, he heard about the show and he brought it there, but it didn't, it didn't do as well as it was. It was, it was not, it it was Ajax. It was, you're right. Sorry about that, buddy. It just didn't do as well as the Toronto one. Yeah. Those are the two you had done before you, uh, before we met, we hooked up and then I just became the host for a bit. And then we would collect miscellaneous brown people along the way in the cities we were performing in. And then after a while, we were like, man, I think the show could just be me and Dave. I host and Dave comes on in headlines. And then last year, it turned on to, it turned into, okay, Dave, I'm going to host. Then I'm going to bring you on. And then I'll leave. And then I did that. I bring him on. 
And then I'm about to leave. And I think it was Edmonton. Dave goes, where are you going? I go, I'm just going to go. He's like, you know, I got to go. And I was like, what? I think he was feeling like, don't leave me alone with these people. Yeah, I was like, no, no, remember, bro. It was like CBC audience. No, we did Saskatoon first, remember? And we had, we had, you you were, Ali wasn't, it wasn't really hosting. He was doing like 30. So he was doing a 30 minute spot. And then I was doing a 30 or whatever, right? But when he, in Saskatoon, I think we were riffing and I just stayed, we, I stayed on. Yeah, I, I, I stayed on. Yo, sorry, you stayed on. Yeah. And we just did it a duo. And then we went to Calgary and we did the same thing. And then Edmonton, we did the same. I think you did 10 minutes at the top. Yeah. And it, yeah. I think the so idea I, was it was going to be me, then it was going to be you, then I would come on and then we would tell some stories about our travel. But in the end, we just wound up staying together on stage for 90 minutes. And uh, it was weird. We be, just became a dual act very organically. No discussion yeah. about doing it that way. Saskatoon yeah. still is the best, one of the top five shows I've ever done in my life. So is that because that was the first time you, you started riffing together? No, that, that and the audience was just on fire themselves. Saskatoon, like, eh? They were like... Man, yeah. the Broadway theater is the best. The guy who runs the Broadway, Kirby, who does this festival is the best. His, his right-hand man is a guy named Matt, the best. Downstairs you go, there's like a coffee filter. You open up the coffee filter, there's two joints. Welcome to the Broadway theater. You open the fridge, it's full of beer. Popcorn is there. I mean, like a green room fit for artists. You know, they really treat you well. So you're being respected. We get in the day, night before, so we spent a full 24 hours in Saskatoon observing all kinds of weird shit. Yo, how cold was it though, bro? It was crazy, <laughs> man. It was cold and like the sun in January only gets up at like 9.30 into the sky. So yeah. it's like, it's 8.39, it's dark and it's cold. And you're like, this is how people get genuine yeah, depression, man, it's crazy. Remember, remember the, sorry, the, uh, uh, you, I, I don't know if you were gonna tell it. Remember the poster we saw? This is the, it was the most insane thing. We're just walking across the, uh, you know, Broadway Avenue and all that. And we see a poster with the word terrorists on it. And we go, oh man, we ain't terrorists. That's cool. No, it's another show called Talking With Terrorists. We're like, what? what? It's a different show with the word terrorists. So then on stage, we were like, man, this is mad. There's another show happening right now called Talking With Terrorists. I was like, Saskatoon, do you understand how rare it is to have a sh any show with the word terrorist? You have two right now. And then we hear some giggling. The woman who was hosting that show was in our audience. We're like, are you here to steal from us? Huh? We know you got three nights and we only got one night. What do you got? What are you trying to steal from us? Well, so she's in the audience. Yeah. People who, whose restaurants we ate in were in the audience. And it was like a real, like a family feel. It was amazing. It's by far, again, like I've said, it was the top five show I've ever done in my life on stage. Yeah. So. yeah, and we have a, a fan, April, who has sort of followed us since and been a huge supporter. And um, uh, that whole festival has been really kind to us. So it, it's, it bro, it's like, it's like for real, though. I, I'm so glad I got to share it with you. Like, it, it was like, I still think, you know, I still think about how amazing. There's like a there's like an awesome photo too that we have. I don't know where. I think it's in my phone, but it's okay. on the internet for yeah. sure. It's like you're standing and I'm like on my like I'm bent down and it was like shot. I think it yeah someone shot it from the ground from this. I from think this, it was April even yeah. Oh, was it okay? Yeah, and it's it just was. like it's so dope. And the, the, not that Calgary and Edmonton weren't. It's just man, we just hit it like a high note right out the gate, dude. It's the comedy gods give you gifts sometimes, you know? And they just, they were, uh, the gods were just spitting out that night, just spitting out. We, we did like 40 minutes together before we started talking about material. Well, 40 we minutes act. just on the audience and about Saskatoon. Dude, and it was a lot of white people in the audience, man. And they were, this is a thing too, they were so with it. Like, and they were so like, not like, you know, I felt like when we talked to him after that, you know how like sometimes white people will go to like an ethnic show and they'll just either, they'll ask dumb questions. Like, you know what I mean? Like they'll just come with some whack shit after you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you should have probably never came. Like I have to engage with you now after this. But these, these guys, these people were dope. Remember that? They were, I'm like, they what the, the fuck? What Twilight Zone? Yeah. Cause they no, get in Saskatoon. Weird. That's why it I forever will love Saskatoon. 
It was none of the, uh, it was none of that, uh, oh, Ali, you're from Pakistan? I love hummus. You know, it was none of that stuff. It was like, it was not no small town vibe at all. It was like really, really cool with, they were, they were with it, as Dave says. That's the best. They were just down with it. Very, very cool. Why, why did you guys decide to end it? I guess if they don't know that we ain't terrorists yet, then they're just never going to figure it out. You know, they, sh they should be aware at this point. <laughs> well, well, there's, I just, you know, dude, I've done it for so long. And not that that's, I think, I think I just, I think myself and Ali, I feel are not past it. I don't know if that's a good word. It's just that <clears throat> I don't feel the name for me. I, Originally, I did the name, and I was like, you know, people, I'd hear people, Middle Eastern people get called terrorists. I would just hear it, and yeah. I go, oh, man, why not, it'd be funny to do a show with that title in it. Like, do you know what I mean? And that was just as, as the, uh, uh, in the idea in my head. But as I, you know, time passes, it's not like that. I don't want to say that the title got hacky. Does that make, like, mm. I don't, it, like, I just was like, I don't feel really attached to this as much anymore. I love working with Ali. I think I think we both have grown, and I've just personally just grown out of it, or lost like not interest because I enjoyed getting on stage and recording the album. And the album we had so much fun. Like I would get on stage again with Ali and do another show for sure. But I think under that moniker, I don't title. I, I wanted to under that title. I, yeah. I just wanted to. This uh, is it. You know, I think that's perfectly said, even though it was like meandering and not very tight. It's still perfectly <laughs> said. You know, when you start this thing, Dave, when you started in the mid 2000s, mid 2000s, you're still in the shadows of, uh, of 9-11. And 9-11 had a long shadow because the yeah. policies were just coming out in 2003, 2000, 2004 that were connected. You know, the bureaucracy these things move slowly. So some things like, you know, you, you travel restrictions and other weird shit still in 2004, 2005, were just becoming a reality, you know? Um, like after two, like after 9-11, I was still able to travel freely. And then by 2003, 2004, 2005 is when I was having more trouble traveling. Huh. So it was, it was something very, very relevant when it started. And then after a while, you're like, I don't want to be known as the person who is not a terrorist or shits on terrorism. That should be obvious. It should be obvious that I have no connection to that. Yeah. It should be obvious that that is not something I support. You know, especially uh, Ali Hassan is like a CBC personality. But on the side, a bomb maker, maybe. It's not like it's clear that this is not something we connect mm -hmm. with. The point was delivered. It was a good brand for a very long time. Yeah. But I think, as Dave yeah. says, you evolve as a comedian. There's other things you want to hit your your ride to uh, that matter more to you over time. Yeah, it's just like Ali, too. It's like, it's hard to, for me, why, why you know, that it, it came out meandering. It's just like hard to put together in my mind and choosing the right words without like, like uh, you know, dissing something that I've been doing. Of course. You know, when you say you outgrow it, it's just like you said, it's like, you know, that's that was, it was almost, it's not a time piece, but that was the emotions I felt at the time. And then as you totally. go, we, I think we've, we've started other discussions and we've gone past that and we want to talk about other things. And also too, as Ali's career is like, you know, he's doing his thing. It's like, you know, he can tour by himself and he should tour by himself. He should put that energy there uh, as well. And I want to put that energy there myself in my uh, investing in myself that was another reason too. sure and i think in the last two years we've both proven that to ourselves as well mm -hmm. we can fill you know mid-size small size for me mid-size for, for for dave and and the theaters in the u.s you could fill them on your own with your own name and as you say you should it's time to sort of stand on your own and not rely on a a brand or whatever it is right you are the brand yeah well, you guys could have just, you know, stopped doing it, but you decided to do a final show. Um, was that just for getting the recording out there? Or was it, let's just get together one last time and knock it out of the park? I mean, I, Dave, you could, you could say what your feeling is. I just, I love... I love this idea of, of uh, legacy. I'm older than Dave. Mm -hmm. I think about legacy a lot. I think about what you leave. What is, what, what mark did you make on the world? What did you do? You know, so the shows were great and that is part of your legacy, but to really cement something, uh, 
yeah. to have it filmed or to have it written. You know, like Muslim Interrupted is a show that I've been doing for the last four years. One of the proudest things for me is to have gotten a book deal. So Simon and Schuster um, commissioned me to write Muslim Interrupted. And even if my kids are like, man, that guy pretty quick to anger really had some issues that he never dealt with. Kind of a piece of shit sometimes. But look at this book. He left mm. a legacy. He did something. He put his mark on something. That's how I feel about We Ain't Terrorists, filming it and capturing it like that. You know, this is part of our legacy, man. And it should be remembered as something we did, even though the jokes have evolved and we have evolved as people, we put something out there that no one could ever take away from us. I, I believe in that very strongly. Nice. You know, Ali, those are all, yeah, I, I agree with everything Ali said. And I think for me too, it was like, we had such a fun time. We had such a, it would be a shame personally to not record it. And I just thought we had the material, you know, as a, as a, as a duo and we had stories that we shared together on and off stage. So I was like, you know, let's put this together in Toronto. Let's record it uh, on Howl and Roar, uh, uh, a label that, you know, mostly puts out, I, I believe, uh, female comedians. Female, like, queer comedians, people of color. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's the exact right label, I think, that we should be with, that, that, that you, we should be around our, our people, especially now, you know? Yes. Mm. Uh, rather than be the tokenistic brown guys on a label with mostly white people, I feel like, you know, we're kind of among family. and It's, it's a great and, label, and Alison Dore, who runs it, is. There you go. Alison, and I was speaking, I was in, New Alison was in New York, New York recording an album, uh, I think for Bonnie McFarland uh, out in New York. So I was, when I, I, we went for lunch, and then I think I, I think a week later, I, I brought the idea to Ali. I was like, you know, since we've toured it, let's record it. And also, you know, I just thought it would be awesome to do a duo comedy. You know what I mean? Like to have the two, two comedians on, you know, normally people just do themselves and record an album. I thought it would be something a little bit different. And I wanted to, have, for, for, for me as well, personally, I wanted it to time capsule, like have it on yeah. for me as a recording, maybe even make a record, like an actual record and, and uh, and have it around me, man. And then I can, rec I can listen to it and just, I still hearing it. I just remember that how fun that night was like, even from the intro always gets me of like how that, that intro is like our, our chemistry and our energy together is like a perfect, if anything else on that app, you know, on that album that doesn't cement it, that opening part cements it. So yeah, it was such a, and we got to see all our friends come out and support and we got to do it in a city that uh, we love doing comedy. And, you know, I speak for myself and I'm pretty sure Ali. No, of course, uh, of course. So. Yeah. So is there the days going of to shitting be on Toronto are gone? They're gone. They just <laughs> disappeared, man. I can't, can't shit on the place that gave you your life, you know? <laughs> so Dave, is there going to be a physical record released or is it going to be digital uh well no it's going to go digital for sure on friday on like yeah. all streaming platforms but i you know i've just said this out loud now so i'd have to talk i'll talk to ali and i do want to have like you know i know some comics have done it i think arthur simeon did it uh, and yeah I, I'm, I'm interested in doing that i think ali would be too so you know sure sure our friend steph tolov has done that i'd probably ask them to see you know how many should we print you know, rather than go sure. for the full 10,000 out of the gate. And then I'm like, honey, we need some space in the garage. <laughs> I, some stuff I gotta. We gotta, we gotta get rid of our shirts that we have. <laughs> yeah. Let me move this box of uh, wing tear shirts. <laughs> also my DVDs from eight years ago, those things, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff taking up space. Yeah. Um, did you, was it always planned to release it at this time or? Was there because it's interesting because we've been talking around the world, but North America for sure about race and about race relations and how we treat each other. Um, so I'm curious if it was guys, the timing has never been better to release this particular title. Well, Dave always said to me, he goes, "Man, I'm not releasing this album until there's a pandemic <laughs> and uh, and civil strife in the yeah, U.S. with the uh, black communities and people of color yeah. in general." I was like, "Man." We're going to be waiting a long fucking time with this idiot. And, uh, well, you and guys, you know, guys are profit. If you watch, dude, five months from now, like I was telling, I, I had I, one of those little lamps, you know, in the Hold old it. times. We were, we, were in a, we were in a bunker. I go, Ali, <laughs> we had tea and we had some random British people in the room. We didn't even know them. And I was like, it's going to happen, dude. 
They I thought, thought the album was never coming out because it, yes. it was. It seems like a lifetime ago that that you recorded it. So December, when I, December buddy, and that is it is only December. Yeah, that, yeah, man, that does feel like, like a lifetime. I don't know how you do time and distance, but I feel like you. Two days go by, you go, "Fuck, dude, it's been forty years." <laughs> Dude, your show's been out for fucking ages. You mean May? Yeah. Well, well, Kareem just snitched the entire season two because he thought Rami season two came out in like 1994 yeah, or something. I don't know. Yeah, your concept of time is a little skewed, Kareem. Take a I, breath, man. Look at the calendar. I've, only been, I've been living in the same room since March, man. Dude, take a breath and look at a calendar. It's funny. Hey, dude, take a breath, man. Just look at a calendar. <laughs> Uh, that is nuts. Um, I'm looking forward to this album very much so because it was it was a great night. It was it was it was fantastic comedy. Even the openers that you guys had out, yeah, were uh, were really really good. Um, and then I think a couple of months ago, you guys released some stuff on on Instagram, like some videos of the two of you in the park and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's Sweet. been hilarious. Thank um, you. What 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 are you guys up to, like in, in you guys looking actively to work together in the near future? Well, he moved away. He, uh, yeah. he put some distance between us, so it's going to be a little more difficult. But um, I don't think I don't think it's possible to 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 sort of plan like future yeah. tours and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, all the dates I had for the spring of 2021 have been pushed to the fall of 21. So there's, I think there's too much unpredictability there. In un, is it un? Im, un, I think, no, it's un, I think you got it right. It is. Um, so I, I don't think we can plan for anything like that, but I think mm -hmm. he and I both have, Dave and I both have goals, personal goals for, you know, getting back on stage. I'd be starting sure. to write a new show that was connected to food, which is something, you know, I used to be a chef. And uh, my goal was to be on the Food Network for many years. So I'm, I'm doing something that has always needed to be done. Like for sure, I have to do this food show at some point. So I think we're working on our own personal projects, but there's no way that Dave, Mahesh and I wouldn't work together again. Oh, for sure. Yeah, if, we, if, we, if the chance comes for sure, that's my brother. Uh, so 100%. That is awesome. Salita, tell me, what, what else are you, what else do you have coming up in uh, 2020 uh, the drive-in shows that i already mentioned that one yeah then there's also the drive-in shows that i mentioned that one more time in did i mention they're in montreal yeah so there's the drive-in shows there's i'm hosting uh canada reads which yeah, had been yeah. canceled in march and we weren't sure if it would come by but but it's going to be on the 20th to the 23rd of july and then um a few other uh, various things here that have yet to be announced on the, you know, the smaller scale virtual events. Yeah. And, um, and then uh, I'm writing this book, you know, have a sort of a deadline in September so we can have it come out in September of, of next year. And hopefully everything's cool in the fall of next year because sure, you know, you want people out and about coming to book signings. You want to do shows attached to a book signing. So um, I'm basically just going to, you know, uh, eat chips and do push-ups until September of 2021 and, and then hope for a better, a better world when I come out of the bunker. Yeah. Barry, Dave, what's yeah. happening with you? Well, you know, we and Terrace, the album, dude, uh, July 10th, all streaming platforms, hundred percent, get that, uh, listen to it, share it. Um, message us, tell us how you feel. That's, that's hundred, that's what I, I, you know, I'm excited about. And then, um, a podcast that I, I've been working on with a co-host, Fivos and an actual therapist, a real professional therapist named Ben, um, oh, wow. we've been working on for a half, for a months and months. We finally, you know, are going to put it out hopefully, um, in July and we touch on topics in mental health. Um, he, and we have a professional on there. So uh, this will be very informative because he's there to guide us in that way. So it's called the Beautifully Anxious. There is an Instagram handle on there. So you can go join it and uh, be on the lookout for it. So I actually love that name. Beautifully Anxious is a great name. 
But I also love the fact that you had to say he was a professional like four times. An Whoa. actual professional <laughs> therapist. Not the last guy who was a professional tattoo artist slash therapist. Turned out he didn't really know that much about therapy. He just read so a couple I, of articles. That was a mistake. But this guy, actual credentials and everything. Well, we don't want anyone to be, you know, I, I don't, I didn't want to do a podcast where I'm misinforming people and, and Phoebos as well. My co-host didn't want to do that either. So, and, and we actually, as, as we were recording, I was learning a lot. So I would apply what he would talk about on there in my real life. And then through that pod, oh, wow. through the podcast, I started to see a therapist through that, his company. So I, you know, halfway through, I think four or five episodes in, I was like, you know, it's time for me to see a therapist. So it, it did, it's done wonders for me personally and mentally and hasn't even come out. And I'm the one, you know, it's our podcast. So I've always wanted to talk about these things. I've always wanted to, to uh, have an open discussion. You know, I've, you know, a, a lot of friends of mine, uh, family members go through various uh, mental health issues. And I think it's like when you start discussing it, not just one, one day of the year, you know, how Bell does that Bell talk, which is fine. I'm thinking like we have a, a through oh, oh. discussion. Yeah. Bell gives me more mental health stress than any <laughs> other fucking company in this goddamn country. Oh, fuck yeah, say it, bro. Fuck Bell. <laughs> say it. But yeah, they're, just, they're full of shit. But Dave, uh, I don't want to uh, take no, no, uh, dude, attention dude. away. Bell, Bell stinks and it's all lip service. But that show that you're doing given your own commitment to therapy and Thebosis, both the hosts, yeah. mm -hmm. and then having a, a professional on there, that show's gonna land hard and gonna be helpful uh, to many, many people. And I think Kareem, when we talk about, we evolve as comedians, as people, yeah, we all start with the like, hey man, my dick looks funny and fart jokes and blah, blah, blah. But there comes a time where you're like, as a comedian with some, some, some level of following, there's some good I can do. And I think this is a great example of it, which what, what yeah, Dave is doing in particular. Thank you, bro. Yeah, I'm sure that's gonna land really well. That is awesome. Listen, guys, I am so appreciative of your time. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for spending the past hour with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Our bro, pleasure, we, man. We thank you, but also I wanna say, you know, you've given the spoiler already, but look, if you're gonna watch, please watch season two, of Rami on in Canada on Crave uh, Bell as well stars Crave stars and then in America uh, Hulu but please just omit the spoiler <laughs> alert <laughs> watch season one as well if you haven't for you know also yeah. I know that Kareem as soon as this interview is over you are gonna go and uh, listen to our album and 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 just deliver every punchline of yeah, all the jokes on the album <laughs> if you can wait a few months before you do that. Hey guys, here's how the second joke ends. Spoiler alert, his dad was hiding in the closet the whole time. What? That took four minutes to get there, buddy. Why are you yeah, just going? Come on, man. <laughs> just All give right. it a few months. Let it breathe. Let the album breathe, Kareem. Wait, how many, how many months should I give? I would hey, say December. Wait till Christmas. And say, that's All like, right, guys, oh, that's like, that's yeah. like too far. Away. That's an eternity away. Let it breathe. <laughs> Let it breathe. Let it breathe, dude. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, man. Thanks, Kareem. Take care. Take care, bro. Bye.